There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode one of season three of The Expanse. Oh my gosh, it's taken so it's long. back. <sighs> it seems like it's been forever. Yes, it has. So glad to have the Rossi back on my TV screen. Yes. And Ava Solara. Oh my gosh, I love her. <laughs> she is so awesome. <laughs> well, because we're doing this so soon, we don't have any ratings yet. Right. And we don't have any news exactly. No, we've got, we'll be seeing some new uh, people in the cast, that's for sure. Yes, and I'm wondering just how this is all going to play out, because things seem to be going a little different from this episode than I was expecting it to jump into. Hmm, okay. I kind of felt like it picked up basically right where we left off. (laughs) Well, it's like the little bits here and there, I was like, oh. Wait, what does this mean? What does that mean? That's what I'm like. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I mean. <laughs> All right, so episode one, Fight or Flight. The Rossinati crew deals with the fallout over Naomi's betrayal while caught in the middle of the war between Earth and Mars. Ava Solara and Bobby hatch an escape plan. Literally hatch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we, we do see our crew and everybody, but I swear that Jim, you know, Holden, Stephen Strait, Looks like he's lost weight. I'm yeah, it must be all that between. stress. <laughs> I wonder if he did a movie or something in between that hasn't been released and he lost weight. Yeah, it could have. Or, or, yeah, maybe it's just like the angles this episode. And Amos, I'm telling you, how is this man able to, uh, I don't know, just like have no emotion coming from him? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, no matter what, he's like, yeah, no, sure. It's like, what? What? <laughs> There's, like, nothing coming from you. And, of course, Ava Solara, who we both love. She was great in this episode. I don't know. I'm still a little mad at Naomi. Yeah. I think everybody's still a little upset with Naomi. And I don't think she did a whole lot to help her case in this episode. No. And then my favorite, Cass Anvar, who plays Alex. He is just great. And uh, I was a little choked up with some of his stuff this time. Yeah, that was quite a speech he sent. <laughs> All right, so let's jump to the how we open. Yeah, very interesting opening. Very much sci-fi graphics already. Yeah. So I don't know, we, we may not get anything else the rest of the season. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we see the UN research ship in pieces, but weirdly, it was like all pulled apart, like just so precisely, and everything's just kind of floating in the area where it should go back together really quick. Right. It's like one of those little, I don't even know what those are called, those balls that are like all wire that you can open up and kind of close back up and mess with all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? 
Right. You open it up and close it. And you hear like a voiceover of reporters. So I want to know how the hell are they even seeing this? Right. Because they don't explain that. No. And it just reports that the scientists and the entire system is now looking at Venus and training their weapons. Could this be a weapon? Could this be something else? Extraterrestrial life? And, and obviously things are getting bad because reports on Earth are saying that planetary defenses are increasing because the war is getting closer. And then you see Mars and you, you see ships everywhere, like around all the planets. And right. You always see like somebody fighting. Yeah. And of course, you know, Mars is ready to battle if that's what Earth wants. And the belt is like, oh, great. War is inevitable. What are we going to do? And there's just everywhere battleships and, and not official war happening, but right skirmishes. And I'm not liking the way that we're going already. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to just like, you think at this point we'd be past some of this? You would think. But apparently not, because we open in the Earth-UN war room, where UN Secretary General Gillis asks anybody's heard from Avasalara, and of course, Aaron writes right there, informing him that she's still missing. And I still want to slap that man in the face. Oh, yes. Uh, actually, more than slap, I want to punch him dead in his eyeball. Now, of course, Gillis wants to... At least is considering attempting peace. And Aaron Wright says, oh, no, that'd be a huge mistake. And Gillis kind of jumps back on him and says, well, that's my decision. Right. Especially when he says, because if anything goes wrong, it's going to be on my head, not yours. Right. So I loved that, that he pointed out. But, man, Aaron Wright is just not bothered by it. No. Because he's such a weasel. Yes, he's a snake. Like, I really (laughs) thought it was going to change. but. Still, it's one of those things. It's like, ah, I yeah. forgot how much I hated you. Yeah. How slimy he was. Well, he definitely reminded <laughs> us in this episode. That's he, yeah, damn Most sure, definitely. <laughs> Especially when he starts with the like, let me plant these seeds. Yeah, Mars has better ships, but we have more ships. We have more people. Yeah, but you know what? Mars has been like training to fight for how long? Yeah, <laughs> since day one. Yeah. And uh, that, then with the whole little, oh, how did he put it exactly? Oh, if you give them a couple years, we'll, we might as well be a Mars colony because they'll be right. in position. It's like, oh, my gosh. I'm watching another show where it was all about egos that basically jacked up a whole lot of stuff. And that's exactly what I feel like is happening. Like Aaron right. knows exactly the buttons to push. Oh, yeah. And. The future will look back on this day as the day you forged your legacy. Right. Uh, really? Hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. So, of course, Gillis tells him to convene the council that he wants a formal declaration of war. Yeah, that was just stupid. Well, as far as he's concerned, it covers his backside. Well, okay. If the council agrees, then hey. <laughs> I get that part. But just because Aaron Wright was just like, yeah, I knew I just had to say the right couple things to push right. this in the right direction, which is exactly what he wanted the whole time. Right. And then later on, we see Aaron Wright sitting alone, and he receives a message oh, yes. stating, mess not cleaned up. Please advise. Who do you think sent that? <laughs> the people that are still left on Mao's ship. Okay. See, I thought most of them were dead. No. 
I mean, other than the, the three that we've seen. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that was the, the two in the control room were the ones who sent that message. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And then we get the scene where Aaron Wright is back in Gillis's ear. Oh, man. I was so pissed. Yeah. And basically drops the line that she knows. And, of course, Gillis goes, she knows what? Oh, we need to talk about Eros. Right. Because let me tell you, it wasn't me. It was all her. She's not here to defend herself. I'm going to tell you exactly what I need you to think. Yeah. And, of course, Gillis at first says, no, no, no. She saved the Earth. And Aaron Wright basically turns it around. No, she didn't. She's the one who unleashed the weapon. She was meeting with Mao, and they're running dark in the belt. And and then we get this stupid line from Aaron Wright where Gillis goes, well, why haven't you told me this before? Oh, I love her. Bullshit. What? (laughs) Uh, Okay, let me tell you, just because I share the same spelling two of our first names with Aaron, the man who plays Aaron Wright. I do not like this character at all. No. <laughs> Sean Doyle, I'm very disappointed in you. I will not have you at Sean Con. Right. <laughs> so, of course, Aaron Wright wants to know what you want me to do, and Gillis tells him to apprehend her at all costs. Oh, no, Gillis. But apprehend her does not mean blow her up. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, okay, but Aaron Wright's going to be like, well. Yeah, they just wouldn't listen. Fight. Yeah, that she attacked it first. It's going to be horrible. I just can't deal with him. No. All right. So let's talk about the Belters. Let's, because, hey, Fred Johnson's back. Yeah. I was starting to wonder if we were going to see him only because, like, how it ended. And he right. seemed to be... Kind of in a position of power, but kind of not. Right. But he's recording a message to Dawes, basically saying, yeah, um, I have the weapon. You have information. Neither of us should like be playing the belters off each other. We need to work together. Right. Which yeah, is interesting. You got the scientist. I got the weapon. So let's team up. Right. And we see Drummer, who's doing sit-ups, but hanging upside down. Right. Exposing the gash that she got the finale. Still bleeding. It's like, maybe you should get some stitches. Glue. I don't know. Something. But her, I don't know, tablet or communicator goes off. She gets down. And as she looks at it, and she looks like she's pretty ticked off because apparently it's Fred Johnson. Yeah. She does not seem to be in a happy place with him. No. Not at all. But she goes to talk to him, and this is what killed me. Because, again, why is everybody, like, just trying to get another person? It's like, everybody wants to kill somebody, is what it seems. He tells Drummer that, oh, Holden had the proto-molecule the whole time. He lied to us. Right. And then Drummer's like, well, who told you where to find it? Naomi. Hmm, Really? So Naomi lied to you, but you're cool with it because she told you where it is then. Right. She's a belter. She's not a human like an earther Earther like Holden is. I don't know. And he was still mad at Holden anyway. So, yeah, he's going to make it out to sound like Naomi's saving the belt. And 
just when he's saying that, and drummer, and I'm still, I cannot get past the Belter accent, how they do this. Yeah. I'm going to mess this up. But drummer's just like not believing most of what Johnson is selling, basically. Right. Even though he's like, now we have a deterrent and we have power and we're equals. And she's like, yeah, okay. How long before Dawes steals this from you? Yeah. <laughs> and I love it because Johnson is so like, no, 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 no. We're going to work together. I told him. He has scientists that hold the key and I have this and, and we're going to make a difference for the belt. And again, drummer's just like, no. Yeah. I don't think so. It's like, well, listen. I chose you over Dawes because Dawes wanted me back over here. I didn't want that crap. I knew it was a dead end. Right. And I love it because Johnson all of a sudden is like, okay, yeah, that's because you can. And drummer just shuts him down. Like, shut up. Yeah. And leaves. Yeah. I don't hear it. I don't want to hear it because you're going to get everybody killed and Tycho's going to go down in flames because you guys all think that you know what's going on and you don't. Right. And it's interesting so, with that. I mean, don't you think that Drummer is like just so fed up with all of them? Oh, absolutely. I think she's going to be a huge key. I'm hoping. She may be the only thing that can save the Belters, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Fred does not give up. No. Drummer's having a drink at the bar when Fred comes up and... Of all the things. Right. Woody's like, I'm going to need you to go find the Naboo. Say what? I love it. She's like, I I could hear her eyes roll, okay? Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> like, uh, no. No, we're not going to be little tribes anymore. We're going to be one. She's like, again, eye roll to an extreme. She was like my spirit animal in this episode with yes. all, of the, all of the I'm so fed up with your crap. She was given right back to Johnson. But she seems yeah. pretty ticked still, just with the whole situation. Oh, yeah. She even makes the comment that normally when I get mad at you, you give me a couple of days and it's only been an hour or two. What the hell do you want? Obviously <laughs> something that she doesn't want to help with. Right. Yeah. She thinks at first he wants to make nice with the Mormons and then now uh, we're going to re- retrofit the ship and you go. Okay, so now the Belters will not only have a proto-molecule, they'll have a battleship. I don't know how well of a battleship that's going to be. That thing is, like, ginormous. Yeah. It's supposed to well, essentially be an the arc. weapons to uh, retrofit it. <laughs> yeah. Could be. Yes, but it'll be part of a great, lasting nation. Will it? No. And then we're back to our crew of the Rossi, which they have to change their name, of course, because... Everybody's looking for them. Right. So this was kind of interesting because first they're outside and they're checking, obviously, for hull damage. And we see them like burning stuff and we find right. out it's the any residuals from the protomolecule. Yeah. And I was wondering if it was really going to be able to burn it all off and like how much of it do you have to to burn? If like do you start burning it and it goes away or like what if it's just a speck left? Would it? Right, you know, yeah. I, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much stuff that can happen. Yep. And Still can. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you know? Unless you go walk around every tiny little inch of that ship on the outside. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. I guess they're just hoping for the best that they burned it off because they're like, okay, we're good. Let's go inside. But I don't feel like they're good. I feel like bad things are happening. Yeah. <laughs> and we see Prax in the cargo bay as he's trying to fix up 
the hole that our little crazy monster decided to make. Right. And he's like, oh, we're finishing. I'm just finishing it up. But he keeps remembering back. And I know he wants to believe that he saved his daughter from this terrible fate. But I really don't think that's his. that was his daughter. No, not at all. I was so sad with him. It's hard to get past that. Because the last memory he has is her like, okay, I'm walking off with this person I trust. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can only imagine how much he wants to, like, rip apart that doctor. So, let's come back to the Rossi. Bring it back, Sean. Yeah, because we have yeah, Alex sad. and Amos <laughs> inside, and they have a little conversation. And Alex tells him that Holden is, isn't okay with what happened, and what should they do? <laughs> Amos says, <laughs> leave him the hell alone. With no, yeah, no emotion. Eh, no, it's fine. No. Feel like that's not the right route, but okay. Obviously, you guys have worked with them more than we've seen. But yeah, Alex obviously doesn't believe that. No, because he says, "Hey, we were family." Yeah, and Amos goes, "Yeah, we were stronger before, but now we're not." Yeah, you know? just so straightforward. Like, meh, dude, seriously. And Alex says, "We're the only ones that can fix this," and Amos tells him, "You keep believing that." Yeah, and I'm. I'm assuming Alex means everything that's happening, not just what's happening on the Rossi. Right. But I don't know. Amos might might be thinking just what's happening right now on the Rossi. Yeah, I think that's probably it. And, of course, Alex is not letting this go. And he wants to know what he was thinking when Naomi told them that what she had did. And Amos goes, she's not the person I thought she was. But that just was as deadpan right. as, you know, with no emotion, just go. Amos, but that Come was on, man. surprising. Yes, because he had said basically, you know, he felt like they were related, you know, brother and sister, and he would do anything for her. And then just saying like, "Oh, she's not who I thought." I was like, "Wow, okay." And I feel like from Amos, that is a huge thing. Yeah, yes, it is. And this Amos kind of scares. It goes back to the, the season one Amos, where you kind of. Don't want to turn your back on him. <laughs> right. Where he can be, like, super scary in the blink of an eye. Right. And So Naomi informs Holden to check his alerts, and, of course, he sees that the U.N. has declared war. And you go, oh, crap. Right. Since it's all out in space, and that's when they're like, all right, well, we need a new transponder name and signature, and, you know, this ship would be a prize for either side, so let's do what we got to do. And just, like, really quickly, kind of erasing the Rossi name and everything off the side of the ship. Like, wow, they don't even have to go Firefly and paint it. It's just, like, you know, like, instantly coming off. That's interesting. Yeah, a big eraser. (laughs) (laughs) Or paint job, I don't know. It was interesting, though. Yes, it was. So then um, Prax comes in, and Naomi informs him that she needs a new name for the transponder. Price goes, from me? Yeah, he he looks really surprised. Like, well, you know what? You're part of the team now. You helped defeat the big bad at the end there. It's pretty serious. I think they're taking you in. Yeah. So Prax digs down deep and comes up with Contorta, a type of pine tree from Earth that does surprisingly well in low G. In order for them to survive, they have to die by fire. The seeds come out of the fire. Hmm. I never heard this, and I wonder if this is actually a tree that does this. 
Yeah, I don't know. I was going to look it up, but I hadn't gotten that far. But it very much reminds me of like the story of the Phoenix, too. Rising from the ashes. So I'm like, okay, I can dig that because everything that's happened, it's kind of scorched them. Yes. And, uh, of course, everything that's happening now in in our Expanse universe, all the wars, it's going to be rough. And that's the only way they're going to be able to survive is, you know, trying to rise above. So I was like, I kind of like the name. So I don't know what Alex is going to call her. Yeah. This should be interesting to see what he says the first time. So we'll see. Although I still think we'll call them the Rossi. (laughs) It'd be a whole lot easier than trying to remember Contorta. I mean, I probably remember Torta, but that's because it's food. Yeah. And of course, Alex and Amos are making repairs to the inside deck as Naomi tells them that the transponder's done. Oh man, and was it? It was cold in there. Changing the transponder won't, yeah, won't keep them alive for very long, and they should go to Tycho. I wonder why. Yeah, oh, Amos is just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, Fred will help us. Oh uh, no, he won't. Right? Yeah, man, and Amos just kind of spitting out the truth, which I was kind of surprised. I mean, we knew he didn't exactly have a filter, right? But. But to come this strong was uh, was surprising. Right. Like, he says, yeah, you you gave him the blue goo. Now you want to give him a warship on top of it? Yeah. And then Alex even, he's like, you know, what were you thinking? How many more people are going to die because of what you did? And you know what? I wanted to give it to the Martians, but we decided as a group, nope, let's fly it into the sun. But you decided to just circumvent all of us and do what you wanted. Right. And she looked like she was really surprised, actually. Like, oh, yeah. how could you even say this to me? Because right. it's true. Exactly. She calls it survival, and Tycho is how we survive. Yeah, and again, Amos is like, nah. There's plenty of other places to hold up and ride this out. And I do feel a little bad for Naomi at this point, because she's like, you know, everyone knows who we are. There's probably some kind of finder's fee. They're going to give us up. And then they'll have the ship, they'll have all of us, and who knows where we're going to end up. And the guys just look at her like... Yeah, and if we go to Tycho, you guys will never have to see my face again. And she storms off. Yeah, okay. Pout, pout, pout. Walk, walk, walk. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And then this happened. Yeah. As they're putting the deck plating on, we get a peek underneath, and there's some protomolecule underneath the deck. No! Oh, this is going to be trouble. This is why I'm freaking out. I was like, if it was just a little tiny bit, but that already seemed to be growing. Yes. And in the uh, the beginning, you know, they're like previously on the Expanse, and you kept seeing everything with the protomolecule and Julie Mao and how everything kind of expanded out. Right. And just that little bit, I was like, oh my gosh, what does this mean? Yeah. I mean, it's barely anything, but... Is that going to mess up the Rossi? Is it going to change our people? I don't know if we're going to get to that point. But we might. Who knows? Oh, my gosh. Why? (laughs) Why didn't they look for everything to burn in there, wherever the weird thing was? Right. Yeah, that's getting into the insides of the ship. And I don't think they expected any to be inside. Once Once the creature got outside... Really, all they thought was, well, there's, because we toasted it like that, there's probably 
residue left on the outside of the ship, but not on the inside. But it was tearing everything up. I mean, if it had cut right. its, cut its hand at all, I mean, leaking weird alien goo blood. Blue goo. <laughs> Blue goo blood. Say that three times fast. Yeah. <laughs> Amos tells Holden that he tweaked the engines to run hot and dirty. So if anyone gets too close, we'll just look like another dirty freighter. Which is good. Yes. You go, thank you, Amos, for... Right. Knowing how to do all this. Yes. <laughs> and Holden tells him to tell Alex, shut down the comms so they can run silent. And it's like, okay. And then all of a sudden, Amos throws me for a loop. Right. We should go to Because all of a sudden, the guys are, yeah, we should go to Tycho. What? I don't like it, but I think she's right. I, I don't get it. I, no. I, I mean, what the heck happened in that minute and a half in between? Right. <laughs> but yeah, Amos is like, it's the only way to keep us breathing and out of a Martian gulag. I yeah. didn't know the gulag was a thing still, but you know, hey, why not? Yeah. And of course, and Johnson's the devil you know. Yeah. I still don't And he think owes us because of Naomi? Not likely. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be good. Now, it might be fine for Amos and Alex. It will not be good for Holden. And Naomi he, will be if okay. Holden, right. But if Holden sets foot back on Tycho Station, he's probably a dead man I don't if know. he gets caught. Right. I don't know. This is just bad. But Holden going into the kitchen to get some coffee, and Naomi decides, oh, everything should be fine, right? You know what, lady? This happened like... Ten hours ago or something. Right, a hot five minutes right, ago. Right, <laughs> like, Holden ain't over it. Holden looks like he will hold a grudge until he dies. Yeah. So Naomi's like, so how's the leg? It's like, really? Really? I I just, I felt it. Like, yeah. Holden, like, you know, wanting to look at her side eye and just give that long sigh. Right. Like, why are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> like, fine. Yeah. And she's got to argue about it. Right. It's like, can't you tell? This is one of those moments that some gut feeling might be good to follow. Yeah. You can't force it, Naomi. No. And she was definitely trying to force it, and Holden was not having any of it. You screwed up. Sorry. It's There's no going back for you guys. Right. Which makes, I think, everybody so mad because everybody was so happy last season. Right. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. We're past that. Yeah. And then you can just... Okay see the irritation because as Holden tries to make a cup of coffee when she after she leaves, it doesn't work. Then he just beats the crap out of the coffee machine and rips it <laughs> yeah. out. The one thing that he really <laughs> enjoyed and he just took out all his anger for Naomi on it and you just go, oh no. Yeah, that thing fell apart like a bad cure egg. Yeah. <laughs> and Prax is just like, you should try tea. <laughs> he yeah, happened to I walk in that. on it. Yeah. <laughs> What a great line from Prax. I just love his face looking at him like, hmm, hmm, okay, lay off the caffeine, Holden. Yeah. yeah. And I, I did like that. That was just pretty funny. It really was, because he said it just as deadpan as he could. And they have a great little sit-down conversation that I really think... I think it was needed. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely it was needed. And even though Holden eventually starts fighting what Prax is saying, I think it was still registering inside his brain. Mm -hmm. Because we do see a change of heart here later on. 
surprisingly. Yes. And I think that happened because of this conversation. And they, you know, they go back and forth about nature's only constant change. <laughs> oh, I really like your botany metaphor. <laughs> oh, hey, you stick with what you know, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you expect, Holden? You've got a botanist on the ship. And I love the, um, the way Holden says this, because I'd never heard this before. Because he's like, how did he say it exactly? Like, what do you say to a guy tilting at windmills? It's right. Like, and Prax even looks at him like, what? Yeah, and then he clarifies it by saying, I tend to take on fights that can't be won, and it's nice to let go of all that. Now, I had never heard of that before. Had you heard of that saying? No. Okay. Yeah, that was one I hadn't heard either. I feel like so. that has to be like an older saying with windmills because right. I'm not seeing a whole lot of windmills on Mars. Just you know, so. no. <laughs> I mean, obviously he's from Earth, but still. Right. But interesting because, yes, Prax is like, it's not a bad way to do because it's a way a child looks at things with a sense of the possible. And Holden is just like, and what? Because and a child who won't grow up turns into a fool. Right. Prax keeps trying. Yeah. Fools, fools keep, going. keep going even. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, uh, yeah. But then what Holden said, I was like, kind of looking at him like, hmm. Yeah. Because Cracks finishes, which, you know, fools keep going, even there's no chance of winning. And Holden's like, I knew a guy like that once. And when Prax asked what happened to him, this is where I wasn't sure who Holden was talking about. Now, I think you were thinking Miller, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's who I thought he was referring to. Which makes perfect sense. Right. But then, because right away, Holden suddenly says, you know, that wasn't May on the ship. There was nothing human in those eyes. So did he mean, like, Prax was the fool that knew that there was no chance of winning and thought that that was May the whole time? No, I think... That's what I was thinking, what, too. Yeah, what Holden did was immediately turn the conversation completely around. Because Prax asked him what happened to him, and he immediately changes the subject and focuses on May. Okay. So he doesn't have to talk about Miller. See, that's what I just wasn't sure about. Right. Because I was he, like, yeah, oh, he completely I guess it could go turned both the whole conversation around to May. Mm -hmm. And of course, that was going to be the one thing that was going to keep Prax from continuing to encourage Holden like he was earlier. Okay. See, yeah. I, I felt like it really could have gone either way there. Like, yes, right. he was talking about Miller because Miller wasn't giving up. And I mean, Miller no. is the one thing that actually saved Earth. We don't know yes. what happened. We as the crew of the Rossi, I should say. Right. Because they lost all track of him when everything went wonky. But at the same time, okay, Prax wasn't giving up. And so, and at the very end, you know, right before the proto-monster, like I think that's what we called it last season. Yeah. You know, you know, he threw the, whatever the hell that was, the bomb, the bomb ball. And it grabbed it. Like, I thought he was so sure that it was his daughter, he was willing to die with it. Right. And so I, I can see both here. So uh, I, I'm hoping yeah. they clarify. I mean, they don't hear, but especially because I felt like it was a little painful because then after that back and forth, Prax is like, oh, I guess I'll never know. And I have to learn to live with that. And he's leaving and he grabs his bag and you see May's, was it a bag or her like tablet? I think it was her tablet. 
and I'm like, oh, it's still got the little cartoon thing. I'm like, yes. Oh, you know what? You're just going to turn that knife a little bit more on my back. Thank you. Right. But Holden saw it. Yes. So he knows that, yes, Prax hasn't given up and is going to hold on to his daughter for as long as he can. And I feel like he has to. Right. And then we get Alex in probably one of the most honest and emotional speeches we've ever heard from him. Oh, my gosh. Because he's about to shut down comms and decides, yeah, I'm going to record a message. To his family that we have yes. actually not met at all. And so no. we didn't exactly we, know. We've seen a picture. Right. This was this was hard. Yes, it was. As he tells them they're doing good things out here, that he's been a terrible husband and father, but this is really what he wanted to do, even though he didn't know it. And he never stopped loving them. Yeah. And when he when he says that, I think I'd rather be out here, but I didn't know how to tell you. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Ow. Why would you do that? Yeah. He wanted to be honest with them. He definitely thinks he's dying. Yeah. He doesn't think he's going to survive this. And right now, I don't blame him. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, they were family. Now they're they're not. And this doesn't look like it's going to end well. And, and especially that he sends off the message and then turns off the comms. It's like hurrying up and saying your piece and hanging up the phone. Before anybody can say anything back to you, it's like, Right, wow. pick it up. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's a, a Dear John voicemail. <laughs> right. And then we, we it seemed like the whole crew kind of in different places as we hear Alex saying this. And so I feel right. like it was very much everything he was saying, the whole crew probably felt, but they all didn't have anybody to send it to. Right. Because they were the family. And Holden didn't exactly seem close to his family. I was insane. No. I can't even remember the number, the multiple moms and dads. It was weird. Right. So, I don't know. Like, Alex is the only one that had actual family. And so this just seems really strange. And it hurts. But we, we end that moment with Holden looking at some kind of planetary system on his tablet. Right. And go, hmm. Right. It's like, what are you looking at? Yeah. What are you trying? What are you figuring here, Holden? Like, you see the wheels turning. Yeah. Something's up. Yeah. Of course, Naomi is telling the rest of the crew that she's laid in a course to Tycho that will take them a little bit longer, but will keep them out of the high traffic zones when Holden comes walking in. Oh, and not only does he come walking in. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to kick this door down and just throw something out there. Right. <laughs> because, holy crap, he just looks at Prax and he's like, I didn't care about your daughter. We needed you to get through Ganymede. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was not cool. <laughs> but then, you know, Prax is like, you didn't have to say that. And he's like, but none of us would be here and breathing if you didn't come. Right. And. And we owe you some answers. <laughs> yeah. And Naomi keeps trying to speak over Holden like, uh, yeah, Holden, do seriously break it down a notch? Yeah. <laughs> and Holden is not even paying attention to that uh, mosquito that's buzzing in his ear. Right. But he just, he's like, we owe you. Look at this. We know that 
that thing was not actually made on Ganymede. Right. It, it wasn't a field lab. It was actually done somewhere else. And hey, why don't you look at this? Right. And so now we at least figure out what he was looking at, which I think we have actually seen this one season. Right. I, I feel like they showed us this like lab or whatever. Right. But there was an old decommissioned helium-3 refinery that, guess who owned it? That's right, Mao. Yes. He had all his fingers in so many pies. Then Naomi finally gets more than one word out <laughs> and says, we have a clean course to Tycho. And Holden just says, oh, we can go to Tycho after Io. And here's when Naomi is going to get holier than thou. Oh, yeah. Uh, sacrificing the rest of the crew isn't going to bring... May back, and you need to get past your anger, and what happens? <laughs> of all the things that I was not expecting, because her and Holden are like, you know what, I don't care about this. Uh, we promised to help. We need to find his daughter, or at least try and do what we were doing. And Naomi's back and forth like, no, listen, we're all in agreement. We're going to Tycho. We'll survive, because Fred's going to help. And Amos is just like, eh, let's go to Io. And Alex is like, yeah, yeah let's do it. And I yeah. think Naomi was just so dumbstruck at that point. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you guys were on my side. Now, first of all, that was just a stupid thought because they were still yeah. going to piss at you. Yeah. And so. Yeah, just because they agreed that, yeah, Tycho probably would be the best place for them to dis try to disappear. It doesn't mean that if something better comes up that they aren't going to jump at it. And that's exactly what they did. Yep. And, yeah, I just love it. And Prax is kind of like, oh, all right, then. Guess we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like kind of looking around like, huh, okay, then. Did not expect that. Nope. So I'm just going to go with the flow here. Like, I'm just kind of a hanger on at this point. So sure, why not? Yeah. After all that, we still have all the Solar to talk about. I know. <laughs> all that poor Naomi. I do feel a little sorry, but, you know. Not too much, because I'm mad at her. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sure we'll make up, but not right now. Right. Ava Solara, playing nurse. Where did she get the med pack? Yeah, good question. Apparently it was... Must have found yeah, one somewhere. Close enough to try to help heal Kochar. Uh, I don't know. I feel like he was pretty messed up. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that little med pack is going to work, or if they got to get to something like what they put... Uh, Holden and Miller in when they were exposed right. to all the radiation. Yeah. Oh, man. And it was funny because my, my uh, feed kept freezing when I was trying to watch. Oh, no. <laughs> right at this point, because Bobby's like, yeah, they're still hostiles. I'm going to be back. Here's a gun. And I was like, oh, uh, what the hell? <laughs> and so I had to keep going back and forth because on, on my TV, it just kept buffering. Oh, no. <laughs> it, it took a good 30 seconds for this. I was going back and forth, back and forth, like in these 10 seconds. When she hands her a gun, and she's like, if anyone comes through that door but me, put them in the ground. And she's like, don't you dare leave. And so, yeah, back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden, Bobby jumps down the elevator. Yeah, the elevator <laughs> shaft. You go, whoa. And then I'm sorry, <laughs> like, you're fired. So that, that few seconds back and forth just cracked me up because I watched it so many times to get my stupid buffering. <laughs> And I was just cracked up. You're fired. You're fired. You're the muscle. Yeah. <laughs> you were, I brought you to hold the fort, not me. <laughs> just throwing a gun at her. 
she did all, all right with the gun. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. She's just like, what the? What? This is not what I signed up for. I'm a diplomat. Well, you're being a med tech right, right? now, so <laughs> you're going to be uh, a few more things before this season's over with, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Might be a pirate, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so Bobby finds the tech from uh, the last episode. <laughs> she shoved like in a little box. <laughs> yeah. And informs him of a new deal. Oh. She wants him to help her take control of the ship. I He's like, I was rooting for you. <laughs> she's like, that's what got me through. She's yeah. deadpan, too. And he's like, damn it. I'm just a junior electrician. Well, today, you get to be a hero. <laughs> uh, big damn heroes. I don't know how, but Avislara managed to finish whatever little procedure on this little, you know, machine hack. Yeah. Right. That did a whole bunch of stuff, apparently. Not 100%, because you can no, see he's still it, pretty messed up. Right. It it basically sealed off the, the wound and cauterized the blood vessels and stuff like that. Yeah. Because when he gets up, he's looking at her and just like, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> he's a little surprised they think that he's alive at this point, is what it is. Right. Yes. And, of course, you can tell that he's still in a lot of pain as she helps him sit up. And he goes, where's our Martian tank? And then he notices the gun in her hand. It's like, huh. Yeah. (laughs) You're in charge of defense. Okay. Damn right. (laughs) Comes right back. It suits you. What's he going to say? Oh, give me the gun because I don't want you to shoot me. Right. (laughs) And I love it because... Ava Solara is surprisingly calm. After you've seen her, like, freaked out when she kept telling him, like, stay with me, stay with me. Now that right. he's stable, she's like, okay, yeah. I can I can be calm again. Yeah. And, of course, he informs her that Aaron Rudd gave the order to kill her, and he will want confirmation, which he won't get from that guy. So uh, what's his next move? Random dead guy in the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's people on that escort ship, right? They'll probably be back. Yeah. Or will they? Maybe he's going to, like, not take everyone out because we don't want any witnesses, right. even if they're on my side. Yeah. And Kojar suggests they get the ship to a safe place to broadcast their situation. <laughs> I love that. Unless you have another better bad idea. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> it took a minute here because I'm like, a better bad idea. Okay, so everything's a bad idea. Got it. Okay. Right, trying to take control of the ship, because they really don't know how many people are still left on it. Right. We do, but they don't. <laughs> well, we also assume that Bobby probably took most of them out. Right. Yeah, so Coach R tries to stand up, and, you know, Avasar is like, oh, here, let me help you. And he's like, nope, too much. How about I just sit here for a second? Let me breathe. The pain yeah. kind of roll over. And then we hear the elevator. And there she goes, Matt. She decided to just... Open fire. Open fire, yeah. <laughs> it did nothing because it was Bobby. But hey, she hit Bobby multiple times. Yes. And I think that's why Bobby's like, well done, madam. <laughs> By the way, this is Theo. Good thing you didn't get past me shooting because he'd probably be dead. Yeah. <laughs> and Kotar, <laughs> hand me the gun. Like, give me yes, that gun. not you give me that? Yeah, let's just be safe here. And of course, all right, well, now we got to get moving. So... Just everybody get behind me because we don't know what's happening. Man, Theo, without thinking, was like, all right, I'm hiding behind you. I'm cool with that. 
<laughs> and Bobby just knocks him away. <laughs> Ava Solara was a little bit reluctant, but she did it. Right. And then Crutcher doesn't even do it. He's like, ah, whatever. Right. And the elevator doors open, and there are two guys there saying, don't shoot, we're just the flight crew. Yeah, right there, everyone. Not so fast. <laughs> and Bobby steps out and is immediately shocked to the floor. Yeah, it was like a big EMP. Yeah, short-circuited her suit. So they were smart. It, yes. So that, that was good, but uh, not smart enough, because even though they're grabbing for guns, Tatiana's like, bam, bam, you're dead. Yeah, you're dead. I thought I was dead. <laughs> not so much. Yeah, and now you are, yeah. so. And then suddenly, oh, hey, that escort ship, the UN escort ship, it's going to be fired on by another escort ship, I guess, with, like, missiles. It's like, what the hell is happening? Nobody's right. going to yeah, notice was... this? <laughs> that depends if they were out in a very uh, lonely part of space where there ain't a lot of radar out there, then, yeah, the escort ship could... Uh, Probably get away with firing uh, missiles and not be detected doing it. I guess. So it's like, hey, let's get this this party started. Let's move the ship. So Theo's like, oh, yay, I always wanted to fly this. And that didn't work out so well. And, no. you know, Bobby is like coming to like, oh, what happened? Well, you got zapped, but you're good. Sit up. You're yeah. Good. And, oh, Theo, what did you do? Because all of a sudden there's alarms and he's like, I didn't touch anything. Which yeah. I feel like it's going to work. I swear to God, I did not touch it. But right. It's an automatic defense system because there's missiles coming at us, and we got 17 minutes to get out of Dodge. Yeah. Oh, no. And I almost wanted to see a 17-minute countdown clock in the corner. Right. Oh, this is really 17 minutes. <laughs> we have Coach Yara's like, oh, wait, there's that ship that's in the hangar. It's Mal's daughter's ship. We can get there. And... We can get out of Dodge because our ship, who knows what the heck's happening. And Alice Lara looks at Theo and is like, hey, um, everything that comes in is recorded, right? Is this the time to be discussing this? I'm freaking yes. out thinking this is the bad time to ask this question. No, it's the only time to ask that yeah. question because if she leaves without that data, she has no legs to stand on. Yes. Because I wasn't thinking about that. Because she says right. that. She's like, uh, we need that because it's the only way to prove that Aaron Wright is the one committing treason. Because he's probably, like, smearing my name everywhere right now. Yes. <laughs> Which he actually yeah, is. If they got missiles coming at them, they're really not wrong. And Theo starts kind of freaking out. Right. That He's not <laughs> going to be able to find the comp buffer in time and... You know, there's just too many circuits and just, yeah, he's falling apart. And Ava Solara calms him down by focusing him on his family and getting back to them. And he's done his planet a great service. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Especially when Coach Air's like, she says that to everyone. Like, yeah. dude, seriously. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. She's like, breathe, listen, do this. It's like, think. Yeah. At least she wasn't like, use your head. Yeah. So great. They have the buffer and they, they have everything they need. Let's get out. Well, they get over to the hangar and oh crap. It's a racer. There's only two enough. It's only big enough for two people. And that was interesting because she's like, I'm sure we can make everybody fit. 
And Cartier's like, you don't want that to happen because things will go smush. Yeah. You are officially locked in and given the G-juice. That's like, dang. You would think that yeah. somehow there was like emergency jump seats or something, but I mean, it looks pretty well, big enough. Yeah. And of course, Theo says, I'm certified to fly it. <laughs> <laughs> Gojar says, not so fast. You're coming with me to the drop ship. Right, because we don't exactly trust you yet. Which right. I don't blame him. He wants to just live. He doesn't care beyond that. So, yeah, all right, Bobby, it's up to you. Can you do it? She's like, oh, more or less. Yeah, I can fly well enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll see what happens, but, you know, we won't die. <laughs> Maybe. We may be busted up, but, you know, we'll, we'll survive, I'm sure. But the door won't open. Yeah. Which I didn't understand because Theo's saying, oh, well, we're in full burn, so it's the countermeasure. So I'm like, why didn't you, like, stop it then? Right. Disable it, turn it off, something. Right. And then next thing we know, Bobby's like, uh, hang on a second. And that's why I said I needed the 17-minute countdown. So I'm like, I think we're past the 17-minute mark at this point. Right. Because <laughs> we see an explosion on the outside of the ship, and Bobby crawls out onto the hull. And then I thought she was going right off the hull. Yeah, because her battery starts to fail, and she starts a tumbling from the middle of the ship right to the very edge, where she almost falls into the... Oh, like the rocket exhaust. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go oh. Man. And when her her pack actually kicks back on and she can start like moving on the hull again, I was like, oh, okay, my heart. Yeah. And she flies up that <laughs> hull of the ship, man. She was moving. Why? Why? Is there always like the emergency re- release for these things outside the ship? Yeah. It was the same thing on Tycho. I'm like, dude, why is it outside right. instead of somewhere Side. inside? That didn't make sense. No, I guess it's so people can get in if they need to, but you got to get out before you can get back in. Yeah, that's true. And then, you know, she kind of pushes the hangar doors open. It's like, are you going to stay there? Because are you holding them open this whole time? What are you doing? Right. <sighs> and... You know, as she's trying to work this out, you have Avaslara talking to Kochiar. She's like, you know, this plan sucks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the ship is still going to fire. That means they're going to fire on you. So what the heck? Right. And I thought this was interesting because he's like, no, they won't fire without knowing if you're on board. Really? Because they're firing now. I mean, yeah, right. they no, know they're she's fired. Gone. And what, yeah, what he's saying is if, if they, you know, they're tracking their missiles in, and if they notice anything leaving, oh. they're going to figure they didn't kill her. Okay. But if they don't see anything, then they figured they did kill her. I gotcha. Is what he was trying to get across to her. Hmm. And so Bobby finally shows up, the inner doors, and Theo says, we have less than five minutes. Yeah. Starting to freak again. Kotar says, plenty of time. Right. And, yeah, then Avaslara gives him something. And what does he say? Don't forget your antibiotics, I thought she said. Uh, yeah, something. I couldn't make out what she said. And, yeah, he's like, I won't. And then the doors close between them. And she looks like she's tearing up. And I felt right. like she knew that he was sacrificing himself and Theo for them. Right, yes. Which That's the way she was looking at it, was that 
they aren't going to make it out. Right. And of course, Cartier is like, good job, Marine. <laughs> and she's like, good job, spy. Off they go. <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah. And now, of uh, course, Bobby is smart enough to destroy the transponder. So at least they'll be anon- anonymous. And tells Ava Salar to take off her jewelry or it will tear her head off at zero G's. She called it tinsel. Yeah. Because <laughs> it took me a second to figure out what she was talking about until she starts taking right. off the jewelry. I'm like, oh. Because she's like, I have to take my suit off. And when, yeah. when Ava Salar is like, now is that the time for fashion tips? I thought she was talking about like her, her clothes or something. I'm like, what? Right. I'm like, oh, that makes more sense now. Okay. Right. Yeah, because that shit will be heavy. Yeah, yeah. That would just squeeze her to a pulp. Yeah, yep. Kotar and Theo make it to the drop ship and get in. Bobby and Ava Solara climb up to the cockpit, and Bobby powers the ship up, and they kind of move away just a little bit, very slowly. And I think I was acting the same way as Ava Solara, because I'm like, oh, yeah. why are we still here? <laughs> why aren't we going away from this? Just get the hell out of here. Bobby informs her that she doesn't want one of the missiles locking onto their drive. Which, again, Or a radar. Again, makes seeing sense. Seeing them fly off. Yes. Oh, yeah. Officer, do you think that Cotier got out? Oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. Now be quiet. Yeah. What? <laughs> now, of course, we do see them make it out as he checks the location of the missiles and releases the clamps and the dropship floats away and Ava Solara goes, please, can we go? <laughs> can we please? Because I'm freaking out. And she's like, oh, yeah, sit still. You're going to need this. Now, had Ava Solara not gotten the G fluid before? Or, like, not recently? Because she was, like, cussing up a storm. Yeah. It, well, I, she had on the initial trip to this meeting. Mm-hmm. But I think it was she was prepared that it was coming. This time, I think she forgot all about it, and Bobby didn't really tell her it was coming. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Bobby. Really? Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. All right. Well, things are about to get real. So. Yeah. When, and, oh, my God. You know, obviously, has not been talked to like this. No. Bobby's like, uh, pinch your tits and pucker up. It's time to peel the paint. What? Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> she's like, what the hell? All right, you know, we're going to fire this this bad boy up and take off. But brace for impact, because the missiles just hit the big ship. We're kind of hiding right. in the debris, but trying to take off at the same time, so nothing. I was just like, oh my god, Bobby, really? Yeah. It was something else, and I loved it. Because she's just yes. like, yeah, this is normal. And yeah, I was, I was like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, definitely uh, a lot of fun to see Bobby as calm and cool and collected as she was, not really knowing if this was going to work because she hadn't probably had to do it before. Right. But she just had enough faith in her training to, this is what we're doing. And yeah, Ava Solara was just hitting massive panic. Yeah. So that's where we end. And I don't know where they're going, what's happening, why Julie was in the... I mean, granted, it was previously on The Expanse, but it just feels like, are they bringing her back for something? 
Yeah, I, we, I, we have not seen the last of Julie and Miller. I don't think so. I don't either. This should be interesting what happens, though. So what do you guys think about season three coming back and how it was? And was there anything unexpected that you guys thought? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. You can shoot us a message, of course, on direct message on Twitter if you want, or Facebook, or tweet along with us, of course, as we're hashtagging The Expanse because we're so happy it's back. And yes. because so many of the cast actually tweets along with us. Cast does almost all the time. Yes. And Dominique Tipper, who is Naomi, I'm so mad at you, but she <laughs> she does a lot too. I think the only one who's not on is actually Stephen Strait. Right. Uh, he was, I thought, but maybe they'll talk him into it. Yeah. yeah. Hope so. So while you're at it, sending us your emails, your messages, your oh my God moments that you thought about. Please rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you're finding us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I did buy the book. I got the first book. My God, this thing is giant. <laughs> and no, I didn't get it read. I was so sure I was going to get it read. Right. And I, I lent it to one of my coworkers who got it read in a week. I'm like, what the? How? <laughs> it's like five they don't have a lot pages and it's like huge and it's only the first book so right. don't forget too when you're tweeting along uh essay Corey is what the name is on it. it's both of the writers of the book right. and they will almost always answer even if it's not during the show which most of them do it during the show but they will answer almost every question that i've seen put out to them so yes. just a thought that's awesome eventually i will get this maybe before season four at this point, <laughs> or I have a really, I have a doctor's appointment. You know, I could read the whole book in that time. You never know. So yeah. <laughs> while you're at it with everything else, too, don't forget to check out the webpage and the website with our various pages. I'll get it right. And, uh, con season is upon us. So if you see any of the cast, of course, say hi. And if you have pictures of them that you want to share, we'll happily put them up. And if you see Absolutely. Steve and I, please say hi. We've been wearing our Fangirl Zone and Sci-Fi Talk shirts out, and we love talking to our fans. Not, not even just our fans. Fans of the show. You guys know what I mean. Come on. Right. <laughs> I'm getting it together. It's been a long day. All right, folks. For this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, for Season 3 of The Expanse coming back, woo! I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. Fools keep going even when they know there's no chance of winning. And until next time. <laughs>